Welcome back to the Road to the Olympics podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Scullion, or if you're new to this channel, I'm an Irish marathon runner. I run 209 for the marathon and recently competed at the Tokyo Olympics, albeit not very well. But I guess that was the whole purpose to start this podcast. I go through the good parts, the ugly parts, and everything in between. How I've struggled with mental health, how running's really helped me get back to you know, the highs of life, the happy parts of life. And I hope you can gain something insightful out of today's episode. training for upcoming marathons that everything is um going to plan for you and you know you're getting in the sort of training that you want to be doing and um, i know a couple of the guys i'm coaching are going really well and i always think that's pretty exciting around this time of year when um marathons are incoming like i know that feeling but i guess Equally, if, you know, it's not going, you know, as well as you'd wanted, um, like, try not to stress about it. Um, these things happen. And so there's not really much you can do about it, aside from, you know, look after the, look after the little things. And um, if it's a bit of a injury, for example, then, you know, do your little rehabby type stuff and, um, just take care of yourself and that's both from a physical perspective but you know also that mental side of it like if if something's beat you up and you have a you know a bit of an injury for example it, it usually can stem from like overtraining or, or tiredness or or sometimes it's neglecting um i guess all the little things that contribute to keeping things consistent um and i'll talk a bit more about that um soon but i guess we should um digest berlin <laughs> and i'm actually laughing because like i don't have any bad feelings about berlin it, for the first time not first time ever but like i i kind of knew what i was in for traveling because I, you know, I, I made no secret after the race that I had been pretty ill. Um, it had been a really challenging week, I suppose, because I guess behind closed doors, I, I knew that I wasn't, like, I wasn't well. I'd, I'd been pretty sick. My resting heart rate had been a little bit high for me. And um, I had done little bits of training during the week where you know my my regular um lactate levels you know was was doubled <laughs> and like anyone that knows a little bit about lactate will understand what I'm sort of saying there but if you don't and and there's nothing wrong with that because lactate's not like a it's not really a common term but it's something we're starting to talk more about now so you're the lactate levels, the levels of lactate in your blood 
increases as intensity increases. So as intensity increases, your body releases more and more lactate. And so it's a really, it's a really bulletproof method of pretty much testing how hard an athlete's working. Not necessarily how hard they think they're working, but how hard they're actually working. And that can work both ways, whereby an athlete can think they're working harder than they actually were. But then equally, an athlete can tell you they're really comfortable and their lactate can tell a much different story. And so the likelihood is, had they kept going at that speed, they would have slowed. And so my lactates being double was was pretty important, especially around those lower lactates, because when they're double, that's when you're moving from like a a marathony type effort to a, to a half marathon effort and clearly that's not good <laughs> um and so i th- i think 2 weeks ago i was in a in pretty in pretty good shape to to run a a good marathon um you know i'd done good stuff i'd done like i'd done good 3k's that was that was a really good day i did my usual you know, 30 odd K on the, on the Thursday, which went really well. Like I think 313 per K for like 33 K. Um, and then on the Sunday I was doing three K reps and I think at 915, which is 210 pace, you know, the lactate was, I think 2.2, which again, to break that down, it, it, that, that for me, is is around marathony type effort and so i think at that point the what i'm going to say is the the fitness was in a really good place but what i've sort of since berlin like after berlin there's a bit of emotions right and so those emotions led to i guess my normal, <laughs> my normal post-race emotions are like, when it's not going well, it's like, fuck this, like, excuse my language, why do I bother, like, I'm not doing this anymore, like, this kind of stuff. Whereas, <sighs> this time, in a very, almost mature, like, train of thought, my emotions, like, your emotions are there to protect you sometimes. And so my emotions went to a, a place of probably like protection, but also this like fair realization that I've not been, I've not been very nice to myself. Like not lately, but it's not, it's not like not nice to yourself. It's just that I've not given my body any time to recover physically or mentally and I, I i tapped in in the last podcast uh, um talking about you know how i was perhaps using the running to um help the adhd and the balance of that had possibly got to a, a place where it was way more about the adhd than it than it was about the the running and 
I think that the danger there is that I was finishing these marathons, right? And I mean, you guys all know this because you listen to the podcast and, and because like I document it all, but like, I can't believe, first of all, that I've tried to run like maybe four marathons this year. And the other issue that sort of comes from that is that not only have I tried to run four, I think in total this year I've had about, I don't know, like five rest days. And none of them periods were like five in a row. So you're looking at like times where I've, yeah, like I've maybe had one rest day after a marathon, like maybe two, but I think one. And so it's probably no wonder that like my body's just, tired and like what I mean by tired it's it's I'm actually gonna well I'm thinking about it but I might I tired isn't just like my body still performs when I'm tired and so of course there's still days in the park that like by all accounts look pretty good you know I it's not like sessions I've done lately have like been completely rubbish and like oh my god it's so obvious Stephen like you're 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 really tired like you know take time off that's not really the case and so my body's still able to produce um fairly good training but I guess the the real problem that I've that I've realized is when the gun goes, two things happen, right? So when the gun goes and you're, let's say you're in a state of tiredness, right? And what I mean by state of tiredness is like you've, you've perhaps neglected, um, like rest and recovery. Um, and so, yeah, like, and again, by rest and recovery, I mean, a, a proper, lengthy period of time and um, just let me take a little drink of my tea I mean a extended period of time off running maybe a week maybe two weeks um, to to a point where you've developed that little bit of hunger to start again right and that that's so important because that's that's your body i guess telling you that it's it's kind of ready to to go again um and i don't have that so i i i do have that but from a different angle I've told you, I've already explained, like I don't need to explain all that again, but basically if, if you didn't listen to my previous podcast, I was using running to help with like my, I, I call it the ADHD brain, but it's my brain. Um, but I was using running to help with my ADHD condition, right? And so I guess... Um, that part of my brain would be like, go run, 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 you know? Um, but that tiredness, when the gun goes, 
I truly believe, and what I've come to believe, and I'm going to tell you why, I think when the gun goes and you dash off the start line, you just don't have anything more to give than you kind of did in training. But I think when you take that extended break and you, you do your training at the right intensity, well then when the gun goes, you'll, you'll feel like you have something more on race day. Like your legs will have, there's just more, they have more to give, right? And that can come from um, tendons, ligaments, joints, muscles, more tendons and ligaments because I think they take longer to recover. But it can come from those guys getting some well-deserved rest and they can only get rest if, if you're willing to rest. I think for too long, I've thought of running as as one area like muscles and so if I don't have any muscle tiredness then I just think well basically why the fuck would I rest um but I just forgot that like tendons ligaments joints they all need rest and they all need time to just repair and so what has been happening is because I've been I'm, I'm in a I'm in a bad I'm in a bad loop right so um that leads to poor discipline and training that leads to poor race results and then that leads to poor psychology after the race and so you sometimes what i do is i then dive back into the the next block really quickly because that psychology is in a bad place and and i want to rush things and i want to just you know get back on that horse i guess as they could say and don't get me wrong like a lot of you guys probably rate that i fucking rate that i i think it makes me a, like a a boss but like it's not fucking helping <laughs> and so it's cool that you like you don't let um you don't let the bad days like get you done and you don't like give up and it's and there's real passion behind that and and clearly that's motivating and that kind of excites people and um but it's also being the biggest downfall because the the negative cycle loop is that you keep doing things the way you're doing it, maybe in that poor disciplined mentality, and maybe making poor choices surrounding which races to even aim for. And then what starts to happen is it's it's my the best way I'm going to explain it is like you've got a you've got a bump on your head and you're annoyed about it and you want rid of it, but you keep banging your head against the wall because you're annoyed about it, you know? Like and people say you need to stop banging your head against the wall. Like it's a, it's just a term, it's a phrase. You're not actually doing it, but you're like beating yourself up. And that's kind of what's happening here. It's like, how the fuck's the bruise going to be able to go away if you, if you keep banging your head against the wall? And so what I'm, what I know I need to do was, was a bit of time off. And so I, I decided to take a week and I, I never take a week. And, and taking a week was really hard when, there was thought I, I'm going to tell you a few reasons why taking a week's hard taking a week's hard because you're afraid to lose something but it's not just it's not just fitness you're afraid to lose I don't, I don't give a fuck about fitness like fitness comes and goes right 
fitness can go even when you're still in full training <laughs> because like I said, you get tired before you get fit. Um, I think sometimes you're afraid that when you get out of the routine and maybe you're afraid that you'll enjoy, I'm almost going to cry, I'm serious. I think maybe you're afraid that you'll enjoy it. Maybe, maybe that was my problem. Maybe it really got to me because I thought like, what would that mean? You know, what would it mean if I took a week off and, and I loved it and I didn't beat myself up every day about training and didn't get myself down about, I don't know, a lactate being fucking too high or going to bed too late or running can really, I guess over time it can, it can get to you. And that's why these rest periods are so, so important. And I gotta say, I've really enjoyed, I think I'm on like day four and it's been, it's just been amazing to just be able to go to bed when I want. And I'm actually working on something for, I guess, for everybody that what I'm working on is, uh, I'm working on a, a guide. I, I did it before. I did a Christmas guide a year ago. And if anyone's listening and they bought into it, I'm actually really sorry because it was really pretty shit. And my intentions were so good. It's just that probably between a combination of my ADHD making me forgetful to do things and then last minute scrambling, but also because I, I just, I had the greatest intentions and the greatest ideas to help people and I, it just did not materialize. There would have been some value in it, but not perhaps what people deserved. But I do obviously coaching. And what annoys me about the coaching, it annoys me about myself that I haven't, my biggest asset is being able to teach people how to train rather than prescribe. I can prescribe training and of course I can. Like, but the, the asset would be teaching people how to train and how to live and how to sleep better and what pre-run drills look like you know, what, what drills you do after a warm up for before a harder session, what are strides, you know? Um, and this is all so important. And I've, I've obviously dealt with the podcast and done the podcast for a long time now. And I feel like this is the next natural step is to put together, um, this guide. It'll be written there'll be videos, loads of videos. Um, any of the writing parts are going to have a video alongside that you can, um, you know, listen to because I want you to read the paragraph how I would read it. I, I, I'm writing these paragraphs and, and it makes sense to me, but I want to really explain that so that you, you get what I'm saying. There's, there's nutrition stuff in there. And so I, I had, thought about doing more YouTube stuff. And, and so I sort of asked people on Instagram what they sort of would want and all the kind of stuff that's coming up, like strength, support, strength at home and what you would eat in a day. Every single element that you could possibly think of. And if you want to message me, you know, my email is lionskull at outlook.com 
or you can go on Twitter or Instagram. If there's something you think would be useful in there, like just tell me. But I guarantee I've already covered it because I've covered everything in this, like everything. I wanted to cover everything. I've even decided to put in there like a a week of if I was a full time worker, how I would, how my week would look, what I'd eat, when I'd eat it. Like this will be a full like 8 a.m. I'm driving to work and maybe I've ran like either side of work and what I'd have eat, like, sorry, what I'd have ate and when I'd have ate it and why I'd have ate that. What I'd have maybe done at work under my desk or like for my, my body, if I could sit with a, I don't know, a Strasbourg sock on if I had a plantar issue, for example, or, um, I'd, I'd probably have a trigger point ball that would sit under my desk and I would probably every couple of days be rolling my feet while I'm just working on the trigger point ball. And that's not even if I had plantar, that's just like, I'd, I'd be thinking along the lines of what can I do while I'm at work that won't distract me from work, but like will have a positive impact. It's like when you fly long haul and you should rotate your ankles and, and do like calf stretches and um, get up and walk around once an hour. It, it's, it's to help you when you get to the other side. So everything you're doing during your day at work is to help you at five o'clock when you get off work and you go train. And that probably means eating at two o'clock, three hours before you're getting off. And, and I'm going to explain why. Why? Because you want to avoid um, exercise-induced hypoglycemia, which massive insulin release, glucose spikes down, um, you feel like shit literally like shit, just because you ate at a bad time. And so this guy is going to have everything, really everything. Supplements, um, the supplements I take, um, that'll be really useful for you. Um, and yeah, like a lot of prehab type stuff. There's going to be a section on a website. I've built the website already. Well, I've got it ready. Um, you click lower legs, upper legs, hips, blah, 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 areas that I guess you get injuries and you'll click into the next section and there'll be videos on like gym work to help that, stuff you can do at home to help that. Um, and then there will be like, if it's a, like an injury versus if it's sore and tired, then it might be advice on what to do at first. And then there'll be like foam rolling like foam rolling techniques, um, things you can do with therabands, et cetera, et cetera. It, it's covering everything. Um, I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. And it, it makes me happy because it, it, I know that I genuinely care about other people doing well. And I think if you were to use this guide in the right way, your, the consistency of your training would improve because sleep would improve, your recovery would improve, you'd know when to eat, you'd know what to eat. That would then open up the door of like, just you being probably happier because um, yeah, like with more, with more consistent training leads to just being happier, I guess. Like it's, it's pretty simple to understand. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty pumped about that. So I'll not 
tell you too much more. If you do want to email about it, do email. If there's things that you'd maybe, you know, want thrown in there. Um, but yeah, like shoot me an email. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really think I've sort of covered everything. But uh, but of course, I'd still love to hear if you think there's something you'd want in there because, um, yeah, like perhaps I've missed something. And that would be, I, I don't want to do that. I want to make sure everything's covered. And so um, there's scope in future that it could become like more detail. I think there's enough detail for this first um, version, but there's always scope in future that... Um, it could have more like you I could really go into detail like about lactates about threshold training about lactate testing and but I don't want to dive too much into that stuff at first um but I guess the only other thing I wanted to say was um I've actually so obviously I got diagnosed with ADHD um when I was scoring the internet for ways to help ADHD um, symptoms and non, non-medicated, non-prescribed medicated help, I guess is what I was looking for because, you know, I, I sort of talked about, um, I was using running as, as the main source of supporting the ADHD. And I suppose what I wanted was to learn more ways, um, yeah, to just, to just cope better and I I think we all have bits of autism and ADHD and and you know we, we all show symptoms um you might not have shown symptoms for 33 years of your life like I have um but that doesn't mean that for a six month period or a year period when work stress and it might heighten some of the things linked to ADHD which can be like forgetfulness or um, running late for certain things or a lack of energy or a lack of focus or, um, uh, you know, there's, there's all kinds of different, almost like a, you feel like you're being lazy, but you're not at like the brains maybe just tired. And, um, and so when I was researching all this stuff, like I, I'd, I'd honestly just search like ADHD, um, sim- like ADHD supplements, right. And, and supplements you could take for ADHD, things like this, like, and you're looking at like cod liver oil and, and that was the first couple of things that would pop up. And I, I would search like ADHD, um, supplements and then Reddit, right? R-E-D-D-I-T. And Reddit is a place where it, it, it has now become my support network for ADHD because I can read about other people and then what has helped them. And that's been really, really helpful. Um, but, Amongst all that reading, I when I started searching these products, so one of them, for example, was called um, ashwagandha, and I'd never heard of this, right? A S H W A G H A N D A, I believe, ashwagandha, right? Um, and some of the others were um, rhod, I think it was ro- rhodiola rosea, maybe. I don't know. These are things that like. You'd have never heard of. I had never heard of them. I was, I was like, "What is this?" Um, and another one, like, <laughs> this is the next best part. Everything I was searching, I had, to, I had to then go to the, like, the, it's what's called Global Draw, and Global Draw is like, 
um, for the drug testing. So I had to check every single supplement, like, oh my God, <laughs> um, I hope it's not like banned because I'm reading about them and, and they're saying like increased focus and like um, lower anxiety and um, like, it, it just sounded like, God damn, like this is amazing for ADHD, but like these just sound great. Um, and so I had to search them. Um, and, and I guess they're called, I think a lot of this stuff is called, um, I think the, the word is nootropics, N-O-O-T-R-O-P-I-C-S, nootropics, I guess, right? Um, and so under that bracket comes CBD products. Um, and more recently, a lot of stuff I was reading, which I, I, I honestly didn't know which amazes me in like 20 years I knew nothing about 20 years as an athlete I knew nothing about any of this right and CBD I did know of because I'd actually worked with a company a couple of years ago um, and I had got introduced to it in America by a company I can't remember the name of the company but they were sending some free stuff to Flagstaff and we were all you know having a little hot chocolate at night time and you know Oh, sleeping better. And, and even if it was a placebo, it didn't matter because you were still sleeping better. And that was the goal, right? But if you literally just had a normal hot chocolate, well, you'd sleep worse because of the sugar. Um, but I don't fucking care if things are a placebo, but they were working because they probably work in a couple of ways because they actually do work, right? So CBD and now more recently, um, I guess mushrooms, um, they, they, there is data to suggest they work. I'm a bit of a skeptic. So when people tell me something works, I'm a, I'm like, okay. And I probably while they're still talking, I'm searching for, um, I'm searching PubMed or PubMed's a place where scientists and I guess PhD students do actual studies and they come up with a conclusion to whether it worked or not. Um, or maybe 10, athletes use one of the supplements and 10 use a placebo and is there any changes right and so the placebo can only really work if like the ingredients helps too but it also helps because um i i was i was at an event so i I, i'll get to the point like i'm rambling oh my god so i'm searching all this stuff right and i'm actually on the message boards of reddit like i said right i'm searching this stuff and then i start searching so the next thing i search is um, if anyone knows anything about drug testing, everything I order has to be informed sport. So informed sport means um, it's batch tested, which means if the ingredient says it's something, it actually is that. And so why that's important for me is obviously because drug testing and I can't have other things just popping up and then I get done for drugs and everybody goes, oh my God, Scully was a cheat, we hate him. Even though it was just that I took a fucking Boots Magnesium tablet and there's some other crap in there. That would suck, right? So I don't want to be in that position. But also for you, informed sport is important because when it comes to products perhaps like these nootropics, right? You don't want other stuff being in there, but you also don't want the strength of what you're taking to not be what it says it is. And you want to make sure there these mushrooms that I'm about to tell you about, they're super, super expensive for companies to get a hold of. And so I would bet a lot of money that if a company is not informed sport that they would take shortcuts and perhaps not give you the strength or quality of dose that they're suggesting they are with informed sport 
that can't happen because all batches need to be tested. So as I was looking up these websites, I started reading about the first thing I read about was lion's mane because people who have ADHD, a big part of it's memory, focus, attention to detail. Um, and, and so lion's mane came up quite a lot um, to help with that. And that was actually the only one that I read about. I didn't read about the others because I, I didn't know they existed. And I didn't know that lion's mane was a mushroom. I had no fucking clue. Excuse my language. Um, mushrooms are supposedly the closest linked. You can search this too. Mushrooms are supposed to be one of the closest links to being similar to human. Um, I don't know if it's like human DNA or I, I actually don't know the answer to that, but I really like that stat. So as I'm Googling the informed sport stuff, a company called Pure Sport comes up, right? And so Pure Sport is a brand from London. Um, they are, they've actually started what's called a run club. And so it's, it's kind of, uh, CBD and now the first ever um, informed sport company that sells mushroom product, um, but by runners ish. Not every actually, yeah, it pretty much everyone runs, um, and I thought that was really cool. So, and then also um, as I like got talking to them, um, they this new product that literally just got released yesterday, which is like I said, it's a it's a world's first mushroom product that is informed sport, which I was on a Zoom call and they started talking about um, these mushroom products. And I was in an Indian restaurant this week on my break in an Indian restaurant listening with my housemate um, on this Zoom call. And I, they told me that the Cordyceps product um, increases VO2 max by 7%, I think they said. And I love when people just like throw out a statistic like that, right? And I'm the first to be like, nah. <laughs> and so I, I like mute the call and I like turn off the video and I go straight to Google. Hold on. Oh, bloody hell, I've spilt it everywhere. So I go straight to Google because I'm like a, maybe I'm a skeptic, right? And so I'm looking up on Google I want to find this study because I'm like, I don't know if I believe this just yet. So, but I do, I find the study and then not only do I find that study, I find like another one where it's like cyclists and it's like 11%. And I'm like, so what am I doing next? I'm searching global drug because I'm like, how is this not banned? Um, I guess a, a couple of things like the, I think the improvements to VO2 max. It comes from, um, first of all, there is, please just Google cordyceps and VO2 max or endurance, right? And it, it can come from two things, right? One is that this is a Chinese medicine to, was a Chinese, is a Chinese medicine, a herbal type thing. The Chinese were using it. Um, the Chinese were using it in the 90s when they were doing really well in like the Olympics, but they were also using it to soothe um, I think inflammation in the lungs. Um, and that in itself, of course, then can help breathing. So it opens up the airways. But the next thing not really linked to the product is that I think a lot of 
basically since I've been taking supplements to help the ADHD, right? So I told you that ashwagandha and, and I now take that Pure Sport do a de-stress. So if you look up their de-stress product, it has all the things in there that when you read these message boards, calm, anxiety and stress and, and things like this, right? And so the Cordyceps also has properties in there to ingredients in there to properties, I don't know, um, which calm, like stress, nerves, anxiety. Um, I did not realize how much of my breathing problems came from stress. I, and you won't realize it either until your stress levels drop. And so I had no idea my stress levels were like in a bad place, a really bad place. Um, a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, a lot of like defensiveness. And if you find yourself really defensive and, and quite sensitive, and it's very likely that you're carrying a lot of anxiety. If you're carrying a lot of anxiety, when you start running, it builds. And that's when the breathing goes a bit shit and you feel a bit like, you know, just, just a bit in trouble, a bit in debt. And so I think what these products had helped with was calm and I, I don't know that the benefits were coming from. There is benefits that's called higher ATP, right? So if you Google um, the ATP system and higher levels of ATP, um, that's what contracts the muscles. And so there is legit, I can't be like that skeptical. There is legit evidence that suggests they can help breathing and VO2 max and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think if for me, it was coming from decrease in um, stress and anxiety. And um, and I, I can't be completely like black or white about it, but I just find my, my happiness for every day had changed. Even how I handled Berlin. Like I got to the finish line as quick as I could to see Kipchoge. And I thought he was an absolute god. But I was really impressed that by the time it got to 209, not that many people had like came in. And I was like, Stephen, you did that. And, and I normally don't think like that. And it, you know, the help of lots of things lately has moved that psychology to a really nice place where I'm, I was kind of nice to myself. I was like, you fucking did that. And not that I seen a couple of, you know, Kenyans and Ethiopians and, I think one or two Japanese guys. And then I was like, that would have been you, kiddo. <laughs> if you just take a break, you might actually get good again. Um, but yeah, what can I say? I, I, I went to Pure Sport last night. I had to do a bit of a talk. I was just doing a little bit of talk about, I'm, I'm very, very into my mental health and improving it for myself and improving for others. And so I don't think I've ever, have I ever endorsed the product on this podcast? I, I'm not like that am I I'm not like a product pusher but I really fucking am if I think it's going to help people in their psychology because that means so much more to me than like the f honestly fuck the results like the results if you sit there and you're sad and you're unhappy that also is almost bringing me to tears I love crying on the podcast but what's the point what's the point if you're not happy right and so I think these products can really help um, I don't often say that, but I was at the talk last night and they were talking and they were, I was there to talk specifically about cordyceps because 
VO2 max. And, but as they're talking about these other products like Rishi and Lion's Mane and Rishi is, helps sleep and, you know, Lion's Mane helps focus. And I'm like, oh, how can I just center in on cordyceps when sleep is, in this booklet that I'm doing, sleep's one of the bloody most important things. And, you know, and, and then Lion's Mane, like if that's going to help like your focus and, well, shit, like there's something you might, you might want to on session days or you might want on, on race days or, and, ah, I, I, I'm surprised that this isn't a bit more mainstream, but I guess what I'm told is the big pharmaceutical companies don't back or don't push these products perhaps because they're, they don't make money from them. Not like they do from like, yeah, like painkillers and paracetamol and ibuprofen and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so you don't get the same research or, but yeah, like I said, this is pure sport. First time ever um, that it is informed sport. So you know what you're getting. Um, and yeah, I did get a, I guess like a, I get 20, people get 20% off if they order and they use Lion 20. So if you go on pure sport and you place an order and you use Lion 20. I'll, I'll try to add a link, but I, I don't know if I can add links to the podcast, but I did add a link to um, Instagram. And so you can get the link on Instagram and my discount code is there. And if you go on Instagram today, I literally did about a, another like pretty lengthy chat on Instagram about kind of the, the benefits. And um, that's why I did a podcast this morning, hoping that if a few people listened, they'd um see my stories because i don't i don't i don't like going on and on and i don't want people to like get pissed off with me on instagram that i'm going on and on about it so um but you can check that out and, and do some research and if you do order something and you you need some advice on how i take it um when i take it what my like routine is etc etc just message me. It's okay. Like I, I do tend to get back to people as much as I can. The only message I don't get back about is like, how do I lose weight? Right. And I'm going to cover that in the booklet, but like, it's such a sensitive subject. Yeah. But I am covering that. In the booklet. Yeah. But yeah, look, I, I appreciate you guys listening and, and yeah, I hope you find that insightful. I only cry twice. Really good. And, but yeah, take care and, Bye-bye.